0: Hello, 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 and cha-cha-cha. Hi, friends. This is Alex Townsend, and this is, once again, your new favorite podcast, The Aspie Files, coming to you from our studios here in beautiful Southwest Florida. And we got a lot to talk about today, but first I want to say, how are you? I hope you're all doing well, and I hope you are taking care of yourself. I hope you are wearing your mask out in public. I hope that you are washing your hands. I hope that if you are sick, you are staying home from work. Um, Jen wanted to be on this podcast today, but she's, um, she's a little under the weather. Uh, she's a little thing. Uh, so she said, go ahead and do the podcast. You know, I'll come back when I'm feeling a little better. And she will. She will, ladies and gentlemen. But, um, no, uh, she, she fell a little ill on Saturday. I mean, she was fine on Friday night when we went out, but Saturday, she kind of got a little under the weather. So she's recovering, but she'll be fine. I, um, I'm going to make some chicken soup for her after, um, we're done here. I'm going to heat some up for her and give that to her. But anyway, I hope all of you are taking care of yourself, number one. I I really hope so. And also, I want to start off this podcast by saying, and I, you know, from taking care of Jen yesterday and us, you know, watching the new Will Smith movie, which we're going to talk about in a minute. I want to just start off by saying, um, happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday, President Biden. I hope you are, um, recovering from your colonoscopy. I hope you're, uh, in good spirits. That's all I wish for you, sir, um, I met you 20 years ago with my father, a little over 20 years ago with my father, when we were in a parade, when you were still a U.S. Senator, and the kindness that you showed to me that day, I've never forgotten. The kindness you showed to my father, I will never forget. And seeing you in 2012 when I campaigned for you and President Obama for re-election, uh, that was exciting. That was a great story in itself. Uh I remember uh, I went to one of your rallies and I saw a rally with uh, President Obama uh, a few weeks earlier when I was camp- when I was on the campaign trail registering people to vote. I remember seeing your rally, uh, Mr. President, when you were the vice president. Uh, I remember you had a classic rock cover band open for you and I they did some, you know, play that funky music white boy and you uh, know. And they did some sweet home Alabama. That was a lot of fun. I remember one of the guys leaned over and said to me, yeah, they're playing, probably playing Lawrence Welk at the Romney rallies. <laughs> it was probably one of the realest dudes I'd ever met in my life. He was a really sweet man, and uh, I, um, I, I'm pretty sure he's still supporting President Biden to this day. And um, I can safely say I am too. And can I say this? President Biden is getting the job done that needs to be done. He actually cares about the job. He actually cares about making a difference. You know, I hate that term career politicians. Really? Because honestly, as Bill Maher once said to Nightline years ago, actually, he said to actually be in government, to be a public servant, you kind of have to like government. You kind of want to have to make it di- that you You really have to want to make a difference. That's the best way I can describe it. And for anyone that's not, you know, and i.e. the Rand Pauls and the Ted Cruises of the world, honestly, you're power grabbers. That is all you are. You are absolute power grabbers, and you have no place in our society. And by the way, Paul Gosser, the uh, congressman from Arizona's 4th District, uh, fuck you. Fuck you, Paul Gosser for your stupid, stupid, disgusting, violent, anime video that you posted where you're a character and you're murdering another character who's look, who is in photo, as you can see is congresswoman AOC. Really? Are you are you that low of a person, that you have to stoop to attacking someone who, by the the way, could be your daughter. Attacking someone who could be your daughter. I know that's probably a difficult thing for a bigot like you to understand, but that's what you are. What you did was bigoted, disgusting, violent, and honestly serves no purpose in our society. None. Zero. And I hope you get crushed in the next election. I really, really do. I, I just can't believe that our politics have gotten this low. It makes me glad that I'm a Democrat. And the other reason is this. Um, Matt Schlepp, fuck you too. Fuck you for your bigoted comments about Sesame Street. The times I've watched Sesame Street as a child, it has always stood for diversity and it has always stood for the great, for embracing all that is good in the world. They always have. And for you to post a stupid tweet saying well what color is Ernie and Bert really are we really really gonna stoop to this level ladies and gentlemen and just so you know for people that are curious what I'm talking about um Sesame Street uh not that long ago um which I can't believe has been on TV for 52 years going into their 50 you know their 53 years next year it's I, I can't believe it it's so wonderful. Um. They just introduced a new character, and her name is Jai Young. And she was introduced in a um, special they did called, See Us Coming Together. And in the special also was Pada Lukasmi and Naomi Osaka. And uh, it's gonna be on uh, HBO Max on Thanksgiving Day, and it's also gonna be on local PBS stations if you get a chance to see it. I highly recommend it. I really, really highly recommend it. And um, she's a uh, Korean-American seven-year-old who loves playing the electric guitar and skateboarding. Really? That's what most seven-year-olds like. You know what? And you know what? I must say, she's the first Asian-American Muppet to come on Sesame Street. And I always say, how come it didn't happen sooner? I'm I'm glad we're doing it now. How come this couldn't happen sooner? But you know. Going back to what you know, Matt Schlepp has, uh, said about it. You know what? He is an absolute piece of shit for making that tweet. What color is Ernie and Burke? And also calling for the defunding of, of PBS, Mr. Schlepp. Let me just point out something to you. Um, PBS saved my life, and especially Sesame Street. Sesame Street opened my eyes to the world. It helped me learn how to learn my ABCs. It helped me learn how to count to 40. It taught me how to be a good person. It taught me how to have compassion for other people. It took me a long time to understand those messages because I was bullied as a child. But those messages thankfully got into me when I got to college. And I saw this huge, huge, beautiful world open up for me. You know, and, and I'm from the same state that President Biden's from, but in a way it felt like a bubble at times. It felt like, you know, Laurel, Delaware sometimes feels like Mayberry, and I'm sure President Biden would agree with me on that one. Getting out of that bubble and moving to Florida, it helped me in so many ways. It helped me, you know, meet people who traveled from all over the country to be in this state, and in some cases all over the world. I've met people from Mexico who have come here, and from Puerto Rico and from Cuba and, you know, from Russia and, you know, it's just, there have been a lot of wonderful people who love this paradise. And you know what? It's people like you, Matt Schlepp and Paul Gosser that divide this nation. And you know what? It's because of people like you, I'm glad I'm not a Republican. I am so glad I'm not a Republican like if what you're put, if what you two assholes are putting up is the face of the Republican Party, I'm not buying it and I don't want it. The other reason I don't want it is because President Biden is actually doing a fantastic job when it comes to jobs in the economy in this country. Since he's taken office, he's created 5.6 million jobs. And I know that some people that doesn't mean anything, especially with people that still think the election was stolen. And oh, God, I heard so many stupid, stupid, arrogant jokes from colleagues of mine that, again, make me sound like a um, (laughs) that make me sound like Bill Clinton compared to them. Uh, I say that in the sense that some of the people that I worked with at um, Waterman in in the um, production team would make obnoxious, stupid jokes about the election, even months after it ended, it's like it's not funny anymore, okay your proud boy, li- your proud boy line of stand back and stand by not funny anymore, okay but like, seriously, I don't want to hear it anymore I don't want to fucking hear it anymore okay, the orange monster's gone the adults are now in power and I hope they stay in power, I'm very concerned will they be in power next year well, January 2023 okay. but the point being is this President Biden is doing what needs to be done to get the economy in order. And just a week ago, he signed an infrastructure bill in which he said, let's remember what we've got done for the American people when we do come together. That bill was passed across party lines in the House and in the Senate, particularly in the Senate, which really surprised me. It passed the Senate first, then it went to the House. and it passed with more than a filibuster majority got it got way more than i thought it was gonna get in the senate and it passed in the house and you know what mr president you need to continue on that path if you want reelection, which i will support you on if you want it if you want to be president for a second term i'll vote for you i'll be happy to Take care of yourself and your health though, Mr. President, because that's important too. But going back to the infrastructure bill, the infrastructure bill includes investments in Amtrak, which has a major maintenance backlog. And there's also gonna be funding for new rail lines and upgrades to existing ones. Funding for broadband and particularly in hard to reach populations, including Native American communities, which I'm sure Jesse Waters doesn't care about. Um, that little brat from Fox News. Oh, and you are a bigoted little brat, Mr. Waters, just so you know. Um, new funding for climate resilience, combating our wildfires and preparing coastal regions from which have more frequent hurricanes and flooding. Preparation for when these horrible events happen. Twenty one billion dollars. I'm just putting this out there. Yeah. Um for environmental projects that include cleaning up abandoned mines, contaminated waterways, and other polluted sites that have been overseen by the Environmental Protection Agency, investments in our water system to address contaminated drinking water that has affected multiple large population centers, billions in electric vehicles, charging stations across the country, which is part of of President Biden's plan to build 500,000 stations nationwide and even more a grant program aided expanding transportation projects in rural areas. We still got to be able to get from point A to point B people and we've got to do it by investing in America. And that's just one infrastructure bill. I haven't even got to build back America yet which by the way just passed the House a couple of days ago. 220 to 213 mostly through the Democrat through the Democratic lines. One Democrat voted against it. I'm shudder to think who that is. Congresswoman Pelosi said, we have a Build Back Better bill that is historic and transformational and larger, transformative and larger than anything we have ever done. We are building back better. If you are a parent, a senior, a child, a worker, an American, this bill is for you. And let me just point out what's in that piece of legislation, which is going to the Senate, and I pray it will pass and that President Biden will sign it when he comes back to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. It includes clean energy spending in the form of tax credits for companies and consumers that install solar panels and improve the energy efficiency of buildings and purchase electric vehicles. The Biden administration says that the tax breaks could cut the overall cost of installing rooftop solar panels by around 30%, as well as the cost of electric vehicles by $12,500. I would love to have an electric car. I would love that. Let's lower those prices. Let's get get the price of them down so I can afford one. Billions in universal pre-K. What a wild idea. The Republicans always say education, education, education is the way out of poverty. It is the way of getting into the middle class, and it is also the way of achieving the American dream. This sounds like it's your kind of bill, Republicans. Pay attention. In terms of of universal pre-K, it directs money to providing free universal preschool for all three and four year olds. It is the largest expansion of education programs since the creation of the public high school. Under the universal preschool plan, parents will be able to send their children to a public school or childcare program of their choice. The effort is part of Biden's larger plan to ease the financial burdens that face millions of American families, particularly low-income parents who have children. Families that earn less than $300,000 annually, for instance, will pay no more than 7% of their income tax on child care, on their income, on child care for kids six under the age of six. $200 billion for four weeks of paid leave. Paid leave, a very wonderful idea. The bill creates a permanent comprehensive national paid leave program that gives paid, that gives employed workers, including those who are self-employed, That's employed and self-employed. Four weeks of paid family and medical leave, which can be used for caregiving and personal or personal illness. If this is in the law, and I'm praying that it will be, I hope this law will not have to be compromised to death even more. Workers who request paid leave starting in 2024 now, okay, will receive a percentage of their income starting at about 90% and scaling down for higher earners. Currently, the U.S. is one of the few industrial nations without a national paid leave program for new parents. According to the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, as of March 2021, 23% of civilian workers in the U.S. had access to paid family leave and 89% of them had access to unpaid family leave. Now, although the paid leave provision passed the House, it does face a battle in the Senate against Senator Joe Manchin. A centrist—I mean, he's a corporatist Democrat. Let's call him what he is: a corporatist, who says he opposes a, passing a major policy through a spending bill. I, you know what, Manchin, just join the Republican Party. You have no place in our in our party. Go, get out. Go. You have no place. We don't want you. I sure as hell don't want you. Healthcare spending. And just so you know, millions of more people have signed up for the ACA since President Biden took office. Funny, the Republicans talked about repealing and replacing Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, while Trump was president. And even before that, hmm, suddenly they're silent on that issue. Oh, here's why. Cause it's the law of the land now, okay? It's now the law of the land and it's been the law for almost 12 years. You are not getting rid of this law don't try it if you do you will suffer the consequences later believe me you will suffer the consequences okay so let's get back to the healthcare spending on the, in this in this in our, in our build back america in the build back america bill expansion of the affordable health care it's the it's the biggest expansion of affordable health care in a decade the spending bill reduces health care premiums under the affordable care act and expands Medicare coverage to include hearing benefits. Premiums for those who buy insurance through the Affordable Care Act marketplace will be around $600 less per person each year. So that a family of four who earn $80,000 annually will save $246 per month on health insurance premiums. Officials hope the savings will make it easier for those who currently are uninsured to gain health insurance. And by the way, some of the people that have the Affordable Care Act Some of them, maybe even maybe even more than some. This is the first time many of them got health care in their life. It was one of the hallmarks of President Obama's legacy. And I thank God that Trump was unsuccessful in taking it away. I, I, I cannot imagine what this country would have been like. If if we go back to the way things were before. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, watch Michael Moore's movie, Sicko. And I don't care if you don't like him. Watch the fucking movie. You'll see what I mean, what healthcare was like before March of 2010. It was a nightmare. It's less of a nightmare now. I can safely say that as someone who's had health insurance for the last couple of years. I'm about to get it through my new employer. And just so you know, things are going well with that job. I'm making more money than... I did in TV, thank you, thank you, thank you, my call center. And um, I thank God for that job. I thank God that I'm one of the 500,000 people plus in October of, of last month who got hired of those 500,000 jobs that were created along with my friends. I got hired in the same month and the new job that Jen has. My point is this, and I want to get back to health then I want to get back to that point I'm going to make. Um, the Build Back America bill also delivers a compromise for taking on Big Pharma, who overrise on drug prices. It will restrict how drug makers can increase their prices each year and set an annual limit on out-of-pocket spending, but only after those drugs have been on the market for 10 years at least. It means drug companies could still charge an enormous amount for new drugs with price regulation taking effect nine years later for most common medications and 13 years for more complicated drugs. Out-of-pocket costs such as insulin, the protein hormone used to treat diabetes, would be capped at $35 for a 30-day supply and that's significantly lower costs starting in 2023. Um, $150 billion to affordable home care. This plan helps funding for a Medicaid program that supports in-home health care helping to reduce the backlog of people waiting to receive subsidized home care and improve wages for providers. Thousands of seniors and disabled Americans have been unable to receive that care that they need including 800,000 on state Medicaid waiting lists and many home care issues have been exacerbated exacerbated I should say because of COVID-19 100 and there's Funding for affordable as I just pointed out. Increased spending on housing and affordability will go toward building more than 1 million new rental and single family homes. This bill aims to reduce the cost of pressures by providing rental and down payment assistance through an expanded voucher program. According to the National Low Income Housing Coalition, 70% of all extremely low income families pay more than half their income in rent and over 580,000 Americans currently experience homelessness. This is not okay in the middle of a pandemic. And it is still a pandemic for people that want to deny it. They want to deny vaccinations and want to say the COVID's over. It's not over. It's still going on. and we still got to do our part. And President Biden and Vice President Harris and Congress need to do their part. They need to continue this fight for the American people. And again, I don't give a rat's ass what the polls say. Guess what? There are a lot of stupid people in this country. And many of them still think that Trump will be reinstated as president. He won't be. Get over it. He lost. And guess what? The people that stormed the Capitol on January 6th, guess what? Many of them are going to jail. As they should. Okay? And I don't feel sorry for any of those idiots. Their lives are over, destroyed. I don't feel sorry for them. Because as I've said, there are some things in life you don't get a second chance for. This is one of them. Okay? Can we please be happy that the economy is on the right path? I feel it, my wife feels it. Like, just because you personally are not going through it, you know what, maybe it's your own fault too. Maybe you're not doing what you need to do to get yourself in gear. But President Biden, he's doing a great job. Why the rest of, why so many doesn't don't, under, don't understand that, what he's trying to do? I have nothing in the pot. I have nothing in the tank for you anymore. I really don't. President Biden gets it, okay? And I'm not going to apologize for that. But you know what? We all have got to do better. Our society needs to become better people. We need to become more educated people. I'm glad Katie Cork said what she said on Real Time with Bill Maher about, you know, this country needing reprogrammed. Yeah, you're damn right we do, Katie. We need need better schools in this country. We need teachers to actually teach us history, the real history, and some of it's painful. And we need to learn, just learn what works in this country. And again, I cannot stress this enough. If you are someone that doesn't like government, don't get involved in it, don't. Seriously, go make some money somewhere. Go start a business, more power to you. But just know that there are risks if you start one and if you try to cheat your people i don't feel sorry for you okay i don't feel sorry for anyone who tries to cheat to make a buck i don't i really really don't okay can we please just be happy that the economy is on the right track because it is i feel it my wife feels it and a lot of other people feel it too they maybe just don't want to say it in front of their conservative family members. I say go ahead and do it, guys. Seriously. Take the victory lap. And if they want to cut you off, if they want to say terrible things about Vice President Harris, if they want to say that Vice that President Biden is too old for the job, you know what? The last president we had, guess what? He was in his 70s when he took the job. And he was a monster and he was a disgrace. At least this president, he wants to get things done. But he doesn't want to spew at the media because they don't like him. Biden could give a rat's ass if people like, like him. He takes that FDR, Harry Truman approach of I welcome your hatred. You know, I have a mug with Truman's face on it. And it says, you know, you know, I told the truth. And people didn't like it, something to that extent, I'm paraphrasing. But you know what? He did give them hell. Truman gave the public hell, and he was a great president. FDR gave the public hell, and guess what? He welcomed their hatred. He got stuff done. He rebuilt our roads, our bridges, our dams. I mean, Where would our quality of life be without that? Where would our quality of life be without the minimum wage, which honestly should be changed to a living wage and... President Biden, while you're at it, after you get Build Back America passed, please raise the minimum wage to at least $15 an hour. Get our country on track. You are on the right track. Don't blow this, Mr. President. I supported you and Vice President Harris, and I will continue to support you until you show me that you can't do the job. But right now, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. And Keep your health in order as well, Mr. President, please. Drink plenty of juice. You'll feel good as new. And listen to your doctors. I should say that to the rest of you who deny vaccinations. Please listen to the science. Listen to the doctors. Believe me, you will be better off if you do. i, I, I got to take a break, folks. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. Don't go away. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, and I appreciate you guys' patience um, to the first half hour of this episode. Um, I just really, really wanted to get a lot of the the stuff off my chest because it is important, and because I know my value in this world. I know what I owe my my success to, and I also know that I know what makes this country really great, and it is when government is actually held accountable for what they do and also when we as a society agree on upon facts and when we agree that education 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 is the key to a better life and it's part of the reason that i support the legislation that president biden signed into law last week and his build Back and his build back america plan as well and i'm i'm rooting for its Passage in the Senate and for it to go to um, President Biden's desk where it'll be signed. Crossing my fingers, it'll be very, 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 very soon. But as I've said before on this podcast, please give the good people of this country a raise. Let's get away from the concept of minimum wage and change it to a living wage. $15 an hour. Please, let's do this and let's do this now. We owe it to our society We really care about the people that really build this country, the teachers, the police officers, the firefighters, the military, the construction workers, the truck drivers, the farmers, people that grow our food, the nurses like my wife. Let's do the right thing and start paying these wonderful people what they're valued. Let's start start paying them better, and let's make sure they're getting the proper training that they need so that they can become successful in our society. And let's make sure their benefits are worthwhile. Let's make sure that we're taking care of them. That they're not just going to work and doing a service. It's it's bigger than that. It really is. Um, So I want to get away from that for a second, if I may. Um, And I want to get into the fun part of this um, podcast. You know, the part we, we editorialize, but now it's my turn to switch gears a little bit. Uh, I want to get into really what I've been into lately and honestly what I've been into lately is a lot of there's been a lot of wonderful new music out there and I gotta say um, there's several albums that I've been listening to uh, there's a few albums I should say, three in particular that I'm going to mention in this episode um, that have honestly stood out to me and the top of the list is the wonderful album from Adele Atkins, You may know her as Simply Adele, and her wonderful new album called 30. It is her fourth album, and it is earning thunderous, thunderous critical praise. Not surprisingly from the first single, Easy On Me, and some wonderful other wonderful songs on the list, including Strangers By Nature, My Little Love, which her son makes a cameo on. Uh, Cry Your Heart Out, Oh My God, Can I Get It? That's a great song to dance to. I Drink Wine, that's a wonderful song. Uh, So do I, (laughs) from time to time. Um, And I will say this, if you get the Target version of this wonderful new album, you'll not only get these wonderful songs, but you'll also hear Easy On Me as a duet with country singer Chris Stapleton, who, for loyal listeners of this podcast, know that I am a huge Huge, unapologetic fan of. Um, I think the, the the album. What I love about Adele is this. First of all, I believe she is the voice. She is the voice of the 21st century. You know, there's so many great voices that are out there right now. Many people have called. You know, the voices of the 20th century. People like Aretha Franklin and Tina Turner and Barbara Streisand and Diana Ross. Yeah, and all wonderful singers. Donna Summer, who I'll put in that group as well. But I think for this, um... And I think for this century, we've had some wonderful singers, too. We've had Carrie Underwood. We have had Nora Jones. And we've had Avril Lavigne, I think, is terrific. I like Meghan Trainor very much. Beyoncé, were going gonna, you know... I just heard her new single, um, Be Alive, for the new Will Smith movie, King Richard. I thought that song is fantastic. But I gotta say, as far as voices go... The voice of the 21st century, the one that's captured my attention the most, is Adele. I have to say, her um, her ability to capture love and her ability to capture heartache, I'm simply amazed by how she goes from songs that are, you know, toe tappers one minute and then songs, again, that you'll want to have a glass of wine next to uh, if you're going through heartache, you're going through a tough time. But please, in moderation, ladies and gentlemen, in moderation, um... I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by it and they just uh, adele did a television special to promote the new album it's called adele one night only um i know because my wife got home just in time to watch it um she got home from work um we could go to watch it with me on cbs oprah winfrey hosted the special and there was interview in between um the set list the set list was great by the way she did um Um, Easy on Me, she did um, I Drink Wine, she did um, uh, Love as a Game, and she also did um, great classics. I say new classics, like Hello, Skyfall, which she won her Oscar for, Someone Like You, When We Were Young, um, Rolling in the Deep, My Wife's Favorite, and my personal favorite, which she did not write, a wonderful Bob Dylan classic called To Make You Feel My Love. I have to say, that song has been covered by Adele, Billy Joel, Garth Brooks, and of course uh, the composer of that song, Mr. Bob Dylan himself. Adele, what was great about when she did that song during the special was this. was Adele um, brought a wonderful couple in, and the girlfriend was blindfolded, so she didn't know what was going on, and the boyfriend's bring her in. He gets, he unblindfolds her, and it's a huge crowd. Then she sees Adele. And she gets down on, and the boyfriend gets down on one knee and asks his girlfriend to marry him. And it was just, it was beautiful and it was lovely. And I was just, I was so, so happy for this new love. I, I'm just a supporter of people in love in general. I, I, I really am. I just think there's, there's so much, and you know, whether it's, you know, how do I say this? Um, whether it is, you know man-woman or man-man or woman-woman or uh older man younger woman or you know in our case uh you know younger man you know older woman uh it's um it's just great you know what I mean it is when love is celebrated in this world and when we can tackle difficult subjects like loss it's just, you know, Adele tackles that very well. And, and the other singers I mentioned do as well. I'm, I'm not knocking them, but my goodness. I have to say, um, as a whole, I, um, I'm absolutely amazed by what this young woman has done. You know, she's won 15 Grammys, and I have a feeling there'll be more Grammy nominations and hopefully some more wins coming in with this new album. I hope she'll tour next year. I had a friend of mine, a friend of mine in the UK named Rita. She asked me... So did you and your lovely wife, did you actually go to that concert in, in Hollywood? And I went, no, no, I wish. I wish we had. Oh, Lord, if that had been the case, now we probably wouldn't have come home, but that's that's my guess on it. But um, no, um, so the album is fantastic. It's called 30. If you haven't picked up a copy, please get downloaded from either Amazon or Spotify, or please get a copy in vinyl. I know I'm going to after Christmas. I'm putting it on my Christmas list, that's for sure. And... Another album I want to put on my Christmas list is from a wonderful, wonderful country singer named Jason Aldean. Now, I'll make it very clear, ladies and gentlemen, I am not a the biggest fan of modern country music. Although there are a few artists out there that I find talented and breathtaking and excellent and um, songs that make me, you know, enjoy life and, you know, get through difficult times and embrace love. And uh, Jason Aldean is one of those people I can safely say he is. Uh, a dose of country with a lot of rock and roll thrown in there. You know Bob Seeger and uh, Aerosmith and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, who he got to perform uh, that song "I Won't Back Down" on um, Saturday Night Live right after um, the Vegas shooting um, that happened. let um, not remember when that. Find out when that was, real quick. Um, but no, Jason was. Um, was uh, let's see when was that, when was that? 2017 so it was about four years ago and i must say um the way that jason handled it by going on that on one of the biggest television shows in, in america saturday night live it's been a staple of television for 46 years what jason did in handling that my hat is off to him he is one of the most talented artists that is out there you know he's one part george Strait and garth brooks he's another part you know Tom Petty and Bob Seger, as I said, and just his honesty and his sincerity in the music he does, whether it's about, you know, having a good drink, you know, to get over a heartache or celebrating life's, you know, life's little moments. And which country music really is, in its core, it is best when it celebrates life's little moments. And Jason's one of those guys that does it. The new album is called *Makin*, and there's some wonderful songs on there, including uh, the duet with Carrie Underwood, called Didn't Love you oh it's so good when you hear the title it it can make you think one thing but actually the song is going um well i love you that this much that it hurts and if i didn't feel that much love for you i'd just be over you i would just going on to the next the next thing But in actuality, it's the only the next thing. And I love that, you know, Jason and Carrie just capture that so, so well. Uh, Over You Again, that's a great song. After You, that's a great song. This bar don't work anymore, that's a good song. The Sad Songs, that's really good. Um, Which really embraces, you know, the world of country music that, you know, George Jones, Merle Haggard, um, Waylon Jennings, Johnny Paycheck um, have been famous for singing about. You know, and I've always said I mean, I've always been an embracer of traditional country music, and that song that song really embraces it very well. I loved uh, Jason's rendition of Heaven by um, Brian Adams. Uh, oh my God, that's a good song. That that is such a fabulous song. He's made and Jason's been around the fixture of country music for a little over a decade now, and he's made some wonderful, wonderful songs such as She's Country, Big Green Tractor, You Make It Easy, his duet with Kelly Clarkson, Don't You Want to Stay? That's a good song. My Kind of Party, Dirt Road Anthem. Um, Amarillo Sky is a good song. I think my favorite songs um, are um, Why? I, if I Didn't Love You from the new album is just fantastic. Uh, She's Country, Big Green Tractor. Oh, Big Green Tractor is a really good song. That's that's probably the most that's probably that. Uh, why and Big Green Tractor, I think, are the songs that when I think of his career, those are the ones I point to the most. I don't know, everybody's got their own their own favorite, but he's he's one of those guys out there. I'm like, yeah, he's out there. He's He's really – him and Chris Stapleton and Luke Combs and Keith Urban and Brad Paisley. I think those guys are out there. And Chesney I'm a fan of. I love Kenny Chesney. I think those guys are out there showing the best of country music and showing us what they got. And I'm, I'm impressed with it. I also like Miranda Lambert. I think she's terrific as well. And I like Carrie Underwood. I think she's terrific as well. Um, I really like Miss Marin Morris, Brandy Carlisle. I just saw Brandy Carlisle on Austin City Limits, and she did a song called um, – uh, what's the name of that song? she Brandy, um, and I didn't know this at the time um, until her daughter came out. Um, Brandy has two daughters with her um wife, and I didn't know that um Brandy was gay. I know no I had no clue of it. but um her little daughter came out to give her a hug and a kiss on stage. and Brandy um talked about, you know why she came out when she did. she came out when she was a teenager chill howard sternless as well um and that how brandy loves being in a world where her love is celebrated her and her wife and their daughters can walk in the world you know as a family as an american family that we celebrate and that we love and that we don't turn away and we don't reject and there was a song that brandy did right after her little girl came on stage called the mother and oh my god it's it's so haunting and it just moves my heart and it actually helped me make peace with my own mother it helped me and as i'm hearing it and i start crying and crying balmed and i don't cry at a whole lot of music but um yeah i think brandy out is what she's doing out there for country music i'm impressed i'm impressed with it it's sort of it's a lot of ways what um mary chapin carpenter did for country music in the um late 80s or in early 90s for the late 80s and um the 90s and you know which Mary Chapin is still doing now it's like country music with dosages of rock and roll and folk and I'm just loving it and I think she's out Brandy's doing her thing out there in the world and I'm just so impressed with her I'm really impressed. and she also helped re- her and Shooter Jennings Waylon Jennings youngest child um Waylon May rest in peace they helped relaunch the career of Tanya Tucker of all people because um, I didn't hear from Tanya for the longest time and then all of a sudden um I heard. I hear of this I've heard of this wonderful, wonderful album I found out about it on um, CBS Sunday, Bob Schieffer interviewed um, Tanya and it was a wonderful album called While I'm Living and uh, Brandy and Shooter produced it and the album won two Grammy Awards uh, it won uh, for Best Country Song for Bring My Flowers Now that's a great song and um one won be, the album uh won Best Country album and it was Tanya's first album of original material in almost twenty years. I mean, her last album, original material, was two thousand two, and this album came out two years ago. And it's it's a wonderful, wonderful album. And I'm anxious to hear what'll be next for Tanya. And um you know, I always liked your music, Tanya, and I still think you're gorgeous and wonderful in every way possible. But um so yeah, um that's a Yeah, um, if you haven't heard uh, *Making* that's a really good album, and While I'm Living, that's a really good album as well, especially Tanya's rendition of The House That Built Me that Miranda Lambert made famous, and Tanya's version's really good at it, too. I was really impressed with it. Um, So, another album that I've got my eye on, and this is the last one I want to mention before we uh, move into our um, final subject of the episode, Um, Elton John uh, surprised me by announcing he was making an all-duets album and I found out about it earlier when I was still working in TV Um, and I just remember being so excited for it when I found out who was going to be on the list of performers when I found out who was on the list I was very excited and I mean, the list itself, we got Dua Lipa's on this. They did a duet called Cold Heart. That was the first single which I actually heard on my honeymoon, and I played the song for Jen, and she loved it, and I've been hearing it on SiriusXM a lot. (laughs) Um, What they did with the song, what they, Elton John, Brie Toplin, Nicholas Littlemore, Samuel Littlemore, and Peter Mays did with the song, was they took lyrics from Elton's uh, hit, Sacrifice, you know, the song, the... Done by you. Better, baby. you know, it's a great song. He doesn't say the word sacrifice in the song. And then what Dua's part was included her interpreting lyrics from Rocket Man, but she never says the word Rocket Man. So they they go back, that's why the song is called Cold Heart, um, to take a really great beat. And their producer, Pino, who's um, a very talented um, producer from Australia, um it's um that it's part of a um, a trio, of Nick and Peter Nick Littlemore, and who I mentioned Peter Mayers and Sam Littlemore. What they did was just sort of make something that was, you know, lyrics from so long ago, and then taking a wonderful beat and just, just pushing it forward. It was just, I was I was amazed by it. I thought it was great. Uh, Always Love You with uh, Young Thug, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Nicki Minaj of all people. I never thought I was gonna say anything positive about Nicki Minaj. This I can say about her. I was like, yeah, her and um, Young Thug and Elton, they really rocked out on that one. And it's, it's the piece kind of starts off, you know, like Elton does, you know, it's very melodic and you can definitely hear the piano and you hear this beautiful love song. And then those who just get in and just boom, pound it. They just pound it. And just the lyrics are just off the chain. I was so impressed by it. Um, my favorite song on the album by far, though, was After All with a young singer named Charlie Puth, who um, is one of the most talented ar- young artists that I'm seeing out there. And I love what I've heard from him. Heard One Call Away, that's a good song. Um, See You Again, that's a good song. Marvin Gaye, which he did with Megan Trainor. Um We don't talk anymore with Selena Gomez. Um, You know, just really, really wonderful songs. But I must say, this, this, this song right here—I have a feeling a lot of people who didn't know who Charlie Puth was, and I'm sure that's a good number of Helton's audience—they'll hear him now and they'll go, oh, this, this guy's got it. This, this, this fellow's got it." So, and I say that about Charlie—he's got a great voice. He plays that piano beautifully. He also, by the way, uh, gave props to jennifer anderson he probably flirted with her on the ellen DeGeneres show so i gotta give charlie credit for that um you know a- any any guy that can go to that level on the cougar express more power to you charlie you have my thumbs up for life on that one buddy um but yeah i mean charlie and elton's lyrics together were just amazing i was very blown away by what i heard it was just great um Rina, uh, this song "Chosen Family" with a young singer named Rina Suwama. uh She's a Japanese and British singer-songwriter, and oh my god, voice of an angel! I did not know who, I didn't know who she was before, but oh my god, what a, what just a oh, beautiful voice and just oh that song just grabbed me by the chest and you know nothing else matters, which is a Metallica song, and Miley Cyrus did that with Elton and Yo-Yo Ma, and I went, oh my god, this is a song you don't expect elton to take on definitely not yo-yo ma miley possibly because she's earned respect from you know hard rock fans with her voice I and mean, it just goes in many different directions and i think miley's terrific as we've mentioned in this podcast um simple things with brandy carlisle that's really good uh beauty in the bones uh jimmy allen who's a young country singer who i think is absolutely terrific uh finish line with tv wonder which my wife really likes jennifer really likes that uh Stolen Car with Stevie Nicks and the last track I'm not going to miss you a duet with uh, the late great Glen Campbell. Um, I mean I'm just looking at these these duets. I mean we got legends on here. We got some new artists out there like Brandy and Jimmy Allen and um, Charlie Puth who's out there shaking up the world and you know Dua Lipa. I'm I'm just I'm impressed that Elton has this beautiful music appreciation for all decades and all genres and all artists if there's someone's really good they should be celebrated in the world i think i've always believed if you're an artist that has talent and has something beautiful to offer the world you should be celebrated i really do mm-hmm. and elton's one of those people like you know he's the guy that grew up on jerry Lee lewis little richard elvis presley bill haley in the comments you know um he worked with patty labelle very early in his career when he was still reginald dwight and you know just the fact that he has he's worked you know he's been friends with freddie mercury and bowie and rod stewart and you know jagger Mick Jagger from the rolling stones and you know just he he has a he's a guy that appreciates life and appreciates other artists I think Elton's one of those guys he likes looking at other people's work rather than his own I think that's most artists in general but now Elton John is one of those artists that you know I've been a fan of his since The Lion King I mean you know that song the Circle of Life Came for Love Tonight the Boys my heart your song is one of the most beautiful love songs I've I've ever heard in my life Levon's a great song Tiny Dancer that's that's absolutely beautiful Don't Let The Sun Go Down On Me Candle In The Wind absolutely lovely uh, someone saved my life tonight. I can definitely relate to that song in many, many ways. Um, sorry seems to be the hardest word. That's a great song. Uh, I'm still standing. I guess why I call it the blues. Sad songs say so much. Um, I want love, which came out, you know, 2001, and you know, I can't believe he got Robert Downey Jr. to be in the music video. That surprised me. I was like, <laughs> um, no, no. I um, uh, my hat is off off to Elton John, and I hope that I know. My hope is, even though he is retiring from touring, he said he doesn't want to schlep anymore. I would say to um, Elton, please don't ever stop making music. Please keep making music for Broadway. Please, 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 please. Keep making these great albums. Keep being creative. Keep doing wonderful duets. I'm still waiting for you to make a sequel, possibly with, here's who I think should be on the sequel album. Just follow me on this one. John Legend, Chris Stapleton, Ed Sheeran, Brandon Flowers from The Killers, Robbie Williams, Eminem, Craig David. Let me see. Those are who I would like to see on the album. I'm sure I'll get a few more female artists in there. Uh, Give me time. I'll, um, to quote Hank Williams Jr., I'll think of something. But, uh, I'll think of a few. But, um, no, Elton, please keep being creative. We need you to be in these crazy times we live in. We need music to keep us going and keep us sane and we need to take a final commercial break but we'll be right back with some more Aspie Files. Welcome back and in our final segment we're going to talk about a film that Jen and I saw um, over the weekend and Jen's Uh, would kick me if I didn't mention this film. I have to say, it's one of the best films of the year, and it stars one of my favorite actors of the year. And every summer or holiday season, he's been one of my go-tos, and almost, but very close to it, uh, as far as actors go who make fabulous films. Sometimes they're action films. Sometimes they're serious dramas. Sometimes they're both. And in this case, it is Will Smith in the fabulous new movie, King Richard. Now. King Richard is Richard Williams. Richard Williams is the father of Venus and Serena Williams, and the film shows their early life in Compton, California with Richard and his wife and Venus and Serena and three stepdaughters, and they're basically um, making a living to um, make a better world for for those, for, for those, for those girls, and what I love in the film that uh, that Will Will's character, Richard Williams taught the girls is, you know, yes, discipline in the game, good sportsmanship, learning the fundamentals, how to use that racket, how to use that ball, to be in control of it, but also remember, life's not all about the sport. And Samuel L. Jackson articulated this very well in his fabulous movie Coach Carter, which is how I discovered Sam Jackson. Um and Will just I love you know as Richard Williams. He was a guy that came from a poor background and he in Street Fort Louisiana and he encountered racism, he encountered attacks from you know the Klan and the police and anyone with a racist agenda. And it was just it was just it was horrible what he went through but it made him, you know, he said, you know, it shaped his philosophy and it helped him as a parent help show his girls just because you see this in your environment doesn't mean you need to become, you know, in Compton at the time, you know, you know, Compton's still probably, it's still, still like, it's, it's still I know it's still like that to this day, you know, it is, you know, it's infused with violence and with gangs and with drugs and, Richard worked his damnedest. Richard and Ursana um, Price—they um, worked there. They worked all their life for those for those girls to make sure they would become not only great at what they did, because that's important too. But what Richard also instilled in them is education, 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 education. Is the key to a better life, as we were just talking about in the first segment. When you give a child encouragement, when you encourage them to read, when you encourage them to understand math, when you encourage them to do well in history and in science, and again with a team sport, and I heard um, Frank Luntz mentioned in one of his books. Actually, he said essentially that to rate one of the the last, he wrote several reasons to ways to raise healthy kids, and one of them was make sure the kid plays a team sport because if the kid plays a team sport, it teaches them that there are things bigger than they are. It's the same with teaching, taking them to religious services, which I didn't understand the concept of as a kid, but I understand it more now in my 30s. And what it also shows is that it teaches them to respect other people. It teaches them not to be selfish, but to be conscious of other people around them. And I know people are going, can a sport like tennis teach you that? Absolutely. Golf could teach you that as well. Bowling can teach you that, you know, and even sports that are rigidly timed like basketball and baseball and football and hockey and soccer. And what I love, the the relentlessness that Richard had for those girls. And he was not one to compromise. And he very much went off on parents who were too tough on their kids and made it kids, parents that show that were And throwing into their, installing into their kids that, indoctrinating is actually the better word, indoctrinating to their kids that sports is the only way and that winning is everything. But Richard was like, no, humility, that's important. Education, that's important. Discipline, that's important. Rising above poverty and racism, not as a victim, but as a victor, that's important. And, I mean, Will and the characters that Will has played over the years, many of them have exemplified that. And, you know, hit the character he played, the character he played for six seasons on The Fresh Prince. He was a guy that came from West Philadelphia, but coming out to Los Angeles, he learned a thing or two about the world. And Uncle Phil showed him that, and Jeffrey showed him that, and Aunt Vivian showed him that. Um, and then in films like The Pursuit of Happiness and in Ali... And Seven Pounds is a a fabulous film. I, you know, as far as Will's films go, I also loved his early work in Six Degrees Separation when he was still on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Six Degrees is absolutely one of my favorite Will Smith movies. It's, and he plays a young, he plays a young con man who's passing himself off as Sidney Poitier's son. But, you know, in Bad Boys and Martin Lawrence where he's cool and slick. and Independence Day, he's cool and slick. Men in Black, he's cool and slick with Tommy Lee Jones. You know, and um concussion. I thought oh I mean, I was absolutely in awe of uh concussion. I thought that film was absolutely fantastic. Where he played um Dr. Bennett Omalu, who was the first to discover chronic traumatic encephalopathy which is, you know, head injuries that we're seeing in the NFL. And Will, I know it was one of the toughest roles he took on, but I think it's one of the most powerful films he took on along with King Richard in a sense that they're men of moral character who are trying to stand up for injustice in the world, but not coming across as woke, not coming across as whiny, but coming across as someone who wants to make the world a better place. There's nothing wrong with making the world a better place. Whining about it and complaining about it all the time without action that to me is a, a horrible sin and yeah uh, Will deserves an Oscar nomination for King Richard I was so blown away by how good that film was and I was also blown away by the two young ladies who played Venus and Serena they were also just I mean they they were fantastic they, they were I was I was blown away by just how wonderful they were and just I can only imagine you know what they learned you know from working with the girls, learn from working with Will on that set, and they, you know, I, I'm positive that, you know, Will taught, um, uh, Sanye and Demi, who played Venus and Serena, um, that, that you can be anything you want to be in life. You just gotta want it long enough. You gotta want it, and you gotta work hard for it, and be humble, and not be a victim. And learn to stand up for others. Learn to not just think about yourself out there. And it's good sportsmanship—it's very important. You know, some of the other girls, when they were you know competing at you know at you know very high level early on in the movie, um, were not showing good sportsmanship and were very rude to Venus and Serena. And I love that Richard, you know, showed them the girls a lesson, especially when they won. Do it with humility. Do it with class. It's the only way. We all have to have class in this world, and that, you know, that don't matter whether you have money or you don't have money. I've seen people with money have have no class at all, I know. I, I work in a call center, and I answer questions about very expensive vehicles, I've seen people scream at me, I've seen people be entitled towards me, I've seen them scream, manager, 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 and it's just like, really? For telling the truth, you want to scream for a manager, but, you know, it's, um, and it's the same, it's the same thing, um, with I've seen people without money have class. I've seen people who have not a dime to their name, who are happy. Case in point, the man that Jennifer and I saw last year on her birthday in Miami, he came up to me and said, um, Hey, I saw a queen in that dude right over there, like, dude, 79, when he saw my queen shirt. He had to have had nothing in the world and he remembered that beautiful moment. I was like, wow. You know, Same with the guy that I bought peanuts from. Peanuts, 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 you know. Guy probably made a few bucks in a day and he was still hustling, it was, just, it was amazing. And he had a smile on his face too. But I just hope the guy that, those two men that I'm speaking of, I hope that they find happiness in the world. I hope that they find success. and. I hope that they have a warm place to uh, sleep tonight and some, you know, hot food to eat, you know, even if it's a, gr- a hamburger, you know, still let it be a tasty one. But in any event, um, yeah, so there's a lot going on with us right now, but we're all, you know, doing well here at Casa de Townsend and we hope you're all doing well. We hope you all have a lovely Thanksgiving weekend and we'll be back with you real soon. Um, and I'm working on a new episode about um, PBS and why it's important to support it what it's done for me in my life. And that's going to be on our next episode. Uh, remember, you can listen to the Aspie Files on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, our distributor, Anchor. And if you are a fan of Anchor and you see uh, on the website, uh, money, 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 uh, if you feel tempted and you're a fan of our podcast, please make a donation. And please, please support this wonderful podcast, and this mission that Jennifer and I are doing. Yes, We want to keep it going and... You know, I really want to be able to take Jennifer to Italy this in 2022. That's one thing I'm looking forward to. And yeah, so on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're on Breaker. We're on Spotify. We're on Radio Public. Um, anywhere you can get your podcast, please listen to the Ask Me Files. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell the guy in the uh, grocery store line or the bank line. Tell your lawyer. Tell your accountant. Tell everybody out there. Even tell the guy that... Um, ask for a few dollars so they could eat today. Tell them about it and certainly hopefully maybe they got a phone or has know someone that has a phone. But as we leave you we say if you're going to drink drink white and drink in moderation um, have that pumpkin pie read that book call your mom call your dad call your brother and sister call your friends um, go for a walk go for a bike ride enjoy life play some golf let's make the world a better place. We're on the right path. Biden 2024. We will see you next time on the Aspie Files.